Hi everyone, it's Karen Chong. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the unconscious patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. Finding a partner who you want to be in a longer-term relationship with can be totally intimidating. There's so many weirdos out there. Swiping right or left seems oddly disconnected. So how do you find Mr. or Mrs. Bright? In this episode, we talk about how to not end up in the same kind of relationships that have failed in the past. How to be super attractive and not in the way that you might be thinking and how to find someone who will actually help you be your best self alongside of them. And after the discussion, we get to the most important part. The group frequency calibration associated with this episode is where the frequency work happens and where change actually occurs. So be sure to listen to that. Without releasing distortion patterns targeted by the GFC, the change you want will be more difficult to attain because you haven't addressed the root of the issue. If you like this episode, please help us out by hitting the like button and sharing it with someone you know who could really use it right now. Today, in Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, we're discussing the right kind of attractive, finding Mr. or Mrs. Right. When we found our perfect men, mm -hmm. I mean, we, I think we got jammy, mm -hmm. really, at the time. And, you know, that finding Mr. Right or Mrs. Right, I mean, is there such a thing as a secret recipe? Mm -hmm. And are our tips that we should watch out for? Yeah. You know, because when I think back, there, are, there were certain conditions that I had. Totally. Even though the magic was there, yeah. there were conditions that I had for yeah. me to move into a relationship with this person. Yeah. What, what do you think those conditions would be like? Yeah, for what you, are you looking for? Ideal partner that has the perfect frequency resonance yeah let's say yeah for you and your growth yeah what would you say those points or conditions would be yeah so kind of like what are you looking for when you're looking for mr and mrs Bright? or what to watch out for yeah or, totally you know, pay attention to yeah and so i have eight things yeah to look out for because they inform not just the initial like i'm in with chemistry with you and it feels really good and we you know, there's a lot of passion and that's amazing this is about creating a long-term relationship mm -hmm. or entering into a long-term relationship and as you said you know i've been with chris now for almost 30 years and i think you and almost gary the same. yeah 25 25 yeah mm -hmm. so long-term relationships so the number one thing if you're looking for mr or mrs Wright, is first to love yourself mm -hmm. and i know that sounds potentially cheesy, but it's actually really critical. Because it's like a hallmark. Can yeah, it does. It sounds like but a... Let's love yourself. Love yourself. <laughs> yeah, let's really do it from the uh, frequency work, yeah. Karen Chong perspective. What do you actually mean by that? Yeah. So what I mean by that is to get to the place where you've released enough of your distortions that you feel at ease with yourself and you're happy with yourself. So you don't need someone to give you love. You're actually really content and happy to be on your own. It doesn't mean that you can't have joy or happiness or love from someone. It just means like with yourself, you're happy. Yeah, and could I add in there as yeah. well that you're not seeking outside validation? Yeah, that's right. For your worth? Yes. So so when you say love yourself, mm -hmm. it's not about look in the mirror. I love me. I love me. I'm so wonderful. I'm mm -hmm. not belittling it, but that doesn't cut it. No, it doesn't. Right? Yeah. To get to that core, like you yeah. say, these distortion patterns, which are? Yeah. So the, the distortion patterns are these, they're blocks, whether on the unconscious or the conscious level, which is really at frequency level that causes you to get stuck in the same place over and over again. So some people get really stuck in relationship. They, they can't seem to find that person, even though they've been looking for them. Mm -hmm. And so when you start to release these distortion patterns in yourself that are heavy, mm -hmm. you start to vibrate at a higher rate, which makes you much more attractive. Right. And it also makes you happier with you. So if you have these patterns, which a lot of people have of non-worthiness mm -hmm. or um, non-deserving of love, you know, this fundamental question, like, am I lovable? Mm -hmm. That's a really 
heavy, dark question for some people. You know, they really struggle with that. So they seek other people mm -hmm. to answer that question because then they are lovable. Yes. But really, it's about releasing the distortions so that you love you. Yes. Okay? Yes. And I'm not saying that you every day wake up and look in the mirror and you're like, I'm amazing. You know, it's not like that because, I mean, you're human and you're going to have your days. But within yourself, you know that you are amazing. Yeah. You know, that you have the inner strength to overcome and transcend. Yeah. That you are lovable. And maybe today you're feeling a little crunchy or you're feeling a little cranky or impatient. It's maybe not your most glorious moment. But generally speaking, you like yourself. Yeah, I was going to say that. It's being... Like for me, if I was to bring it back to how I understood it for myself, mm -hmm. it's been able to look in the in the mirror, I guess, and see, okay, maybe I've got a bit of a distorted idea of myself today, but that's okay too. Yeah, I, I accept that about myself. Yeah, I love that about myself. I'm just having one of them days. Yes, it'll pass. Yes, and I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That kind of self love. Exactly. Right? Yeah. and you know that you you look in the mirror and you see all the messy, like you just said, because mm -hmm. we all have it. I mean, yeah. like. Who doesn't look in the mirror and doesn't see the messy? I mean, come on, it's there. I don't care who you are. But it's also to see the wonderful things about you. You yeah. know, the strength about you, your kindness, your warmth, your mm -hmm. generosity. All those things that make you you and make you wonderful are there too. Mm -hmm. So it's weird when you have these patterns, these distortion patterns, you don't really see that. All you see are the things that are flawed. Yeah. And, and it, you look at everybody else and think everybody else is better. Yes. And it's I found that when that stopped... I had an indication of, okay, I'm getting somewhere towards being lovable to myself Exactly. Now, right? Yeah. Okay, I just wanted to really look into that because yeah. some folk misunderstand that whole yeah. concept of yeah. you have to be able to love yourself. Self. Yes. Right. Like you have to be perfect in order to love yourself. Exactly. But you don't have to be perfect. No. It's just about accepting who you are in your humanness. And, and find it funny. Yeah. You know, for me, that helps. I just laugh at myself. It's like, yeah. really? <laughs> okay, we're going to do it. Let's have a day of that. Then. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that as you release your distortion, what's amazing is that you start to gain distance from your thoughts and your emotions. Mm. So if you have one of those pissy pants days that we all do, or like a craptastic day, yeah. you have the distance to laugh at it. Yes. To be like, okay, that's... <laughs> This is what happened today, mm -hmm. you know, or this is how I messed up. Okay, great. You can kind of laugh at yourself and you're like, and I'm not going to do that again. Yeah. And yeah. I'd love to feed into that as well. Mm -hmm. And if this bothers you and mm -hmm. you're upset by that, well, I'm sorry. I'm not here to make you feel better. Yeah. This is where I'm at right now. I'm not spilling it onto you. Yeah. I'm just having to process whatever's being processed. I'll come right. Yeah. But I give myself permission. Yeah. To be this way. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully laugh at it. And yeah. later on, I'll come back to you and say, oh, sorry, it wasn't my best moment. But, yeah. hey, this is me. Yeah. You know? And I think you're right because self-love in part is about personal responsibility. Mm -hmm. You know, it's to take ownership of your stuff. And in relationship, that's really important because... You know, a lot of times in our culture, we think that the other person is going to make us happy, mm -hmm. fix us, make us right. It's not their job. Yeah. And it's really a heavy burden that you place on them. Yeah. Because the thing is, really, if you can't make yourself happy, how are you? How do you expect them to? It's impossible. Exactly. So really, it's about taking personal responsibility for those moments, like you said, where you're like, okay, well, that clearly wasn't my best. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, you know, overly control you in that moment or whatever, tell you what to do or you should do that, whatever it was that yeah. happened. Mm. And I apologize for that. And I will be mindful not to do that again. Or, you know, you just do your best. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I think that leads into um, the, the, the number two thing that I would look yes. for. Is, you know, is can you really be comfortable being yourself? Yeah. You know, it sounds so silly, you know. <laughs> I'm <but> laughing. Because <laughs> you know what I'm going to say. No. I mean, can you go, can you? Can you fart in front of them? <laughs> Can you pick your nose in front of them? Yeah. I mean, in it, it's crass right now, but there, hopefully there comes a stage where, because you have found the right person for you, yeah. that these things are going to happen as yes. human. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and it's funny because, you know, I've watched different friends where they won't do that in front of the person that they're trying to impress, or they won't even order certain things because they do, they want to appear a certain way for that Wait, person. Wait, what? They won't order? order like in a restaurant. Like they won't order certain dishes because <gasps> they don't want to be perceived a certain way. <sighs> but the thing is, you know, if you're really looking for Mr. or Mrs. Right, at some point mm -hmm. they're gonna see who you are, and it's better to do that sooner rather than later because you can <laughs> so you can determine if you want to be together. Because the thing is, like, if you're only eating a salad and you really freak and just want the steak, just order the steak and the freaking french fries with an extra side of mayo, which uh -huh. is what I would do. You know, just eat, 
like my point is how comfortable are you with them now the thing is it's not just about them no that's about the self-love that we were exactly just talking about. yeah i mean if you can't be yourself who mm. you really are mm -hmm. and you have to hide i mean you don't want um, him or her finding you in the you know the food cupboard scoffing <laughs> at two o'clock in the morning you know because all you ate all day was a salad <laughs> yeah i know and the thing is i think that the more you are yourself your person is going to find what you do really amazing. Yeah. You know, just like, she just ate that. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. You know? And if he doesn't like it, perfect. Because then he's probably not the right person for you. Exactly. I'm not saying you should go down to, like, go to a buffet and, like, tear down the buffet or anything like that. Right? I'm just saying, like, you know, it's just a little example. Yeah. Of, like, can you be comfortable with this person? Because yeah. if you can't, at some point, your facade is going to break. It is. And for some women, it's not until they get married, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden the facade breaks, and that's kind of terrible. Don't wait that long. Just be your, Just can you be comfortable with this person? Yeah, it's like indications you're talking about, right? Yeah. These are the indications that, yes, you are still at this point with the right person. <laughs> exactly. And in the reverse, like, so... We have to love ourselves. They have to love themselves. Yeah. We have to be able to be ourselves. They have to be able to be themselves. Absolutely. So when we're with them, so we're being really comfortable. We're yeah. doing what we want. So we're watching them. And how do we know when they're, is there any signs that we look for when yeah. they're being themselves? So my third tip is to, you gain a lot of wisdom from watching how someone is with other people. So it's like, you know, you've just met and you're trying to impress each other. You're doing that little dance, mm -hmm. you know? The thing is, he or she is going to be a certain way with you because just like you, you're trying to impress each other, especially if there's chemistry, right? Mm -hmm. There's a certain outcome that we're moving towards, potentially depending on the person and what that outcome is. But my point is that if you watch how they are with other people, that will tell you a lot about who they truly are. Mm -hmm. So how do they treat the waiter? How do they treat the cab driver? How are they with the person who holds the door open for you at the hotel? Mm -hmm. How are they with, uh, you know, whomever, like the person on the street, the grocery store bagger, their friends? How are they on the phone with them? All that stuff informs you as to who they truly are because we're relational beings. You know, yeah. we have relationship with all kinds of people. And how they are with all those people who they're not trying to impress will tell you a lot about who they really are. Oh, yeah. 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 We won't go to the mother. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know. This is common weird wisdom. It's like if you want to know a person, it's like if women, if you want to know what a man is like, look at his relationship with his mom. Yeah. And I'm like, what you're going to see is a whole pile of distortion. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if that's super accurate. Yeah. Um, however, how he is with or she is with the various people mm -hmm. um, who, you know, they know or know less is very indicative of who they yeah. are. Yeah. And I also think... Um, that's a conversation, right? Because let's just say the partner you're with has this phone call with the, the mother or the brother or the sister. Mm -hmm. And they come off the call and they can openly discuss, oh, hey, we have this weird partner and mm -hmm. I'm still... Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, that's a great indication. Yeah, totally. Or are they always a victim to... Yes. You know, yeah, you can really... Relationship. Yeah, you can really see it. And I think that leads into point number four, mm -hmm. which is, can you be friends with them? Mm -hmm. the, can you be friends with, with this person, with this that, person you're that you're checking up? Yeah, exactly. Can, can you be friends with them? Because the thing is, how like, you and I have both been in our relationships for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. And at least for me, and I, I think for you, like your partner is your best friend. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's, you know, and people say this all the time the passion dies and all that stuff. It doesn't, first of all, it doesn't need to. Yeah. And second, secondly, that friendship is the thing that is to me the foundation of that relationship. Yeah. Like if he or she isn't your buddy and one of your best buddies, then we have a problem. Yeah. Because in that friendship implies a lot of things like how you treat each other. Do you trust each other? Mm -hmm. Can you be yourself with each other? Do you have each other's backs? Like yeah. all of that is implicit in friendship, you know? And a lot of people just think of this person that they're courting potentially to see if they're Mr. or Mrs. Right. They're looking at them at the lens of like, are they the one? I'm mm -hmm. like, Forget the one. Can you be friends with this person? Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, even in that phrase itself, are they the one? Yeah. Wow, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah, it's so right? much pressure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, can I be with this person for a long time? Mm -hmm. When am I going to have fun or whatever yeah. your 
yeah. requirements are. Yeah. You know, am I going to have fun? Can I be myself? Can I just be my silly self? You yeah, know? exactly. Can I eat whatever the heck I want to eat? Yeah. <laughs> Can I make really loud burps? Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. 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 Whatever your requirements are, it, that's really what it is. It's not the one. Yeah. Because I it's, think that's charged. That it's phrase. so charged and it yeah. has so much pressure and everyone's. And implicit in it is this like really ridiculous notion that there is only one person for you. Yeah. And if you miss that one person, you're screwed into eternity because you'll never find the one. Like you've screwed it up. You've, you've missed messed the it up. You miss about. Or if you're with somebody, you're like, maybe they are the one. So mm. you put up with all this crap. crap. Right? Because you're like, well, what if if they're the one? Mm -hmm. And then I leave and I've missed the one. It's ridiculous. That brings me back to another point. Yeah. Because sometimes there's lots of people will seek outside opinion mm -hmm. on this. Yeah. And usually it's psychics or clairvoyants or, yeah. you know, guru type people. And they say, well, that person, you're meant to be with them. And they totally ignore their inner guidance. Yeah. And put it all on this, well, we have to be together because the guru said that we're perfect, perfect. match. Yeah. Like, it's What? Yeah, it's really strange. Mm -hmm. So let me just clarify this for everybody, just make it super clear. Mm -hmm. There are many of the ones. There are many people that you could have a shared long-term relationship with. Mm -hmm. The question is, what is the quality of the experience that you'd like to have with them? Yeah, that's And perfect. can you grow with them? Yeah. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah, because I think it, I think it comes right back to your point one. The yeah. only, 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 only person and relationship really worth investing that much amount of energy into is yourself. Oh, for sure. Right? Because it dictates everything. Right. Okay, so right. How many points have we done? I don't know. I think we're on five. Five. Okay. So, so five, to your point, this is another elaboration of what you said, which is, can you be aware of their quirks and be okay with it? Yeah. Like, seriously, like, every we're human. <laughs> we all have these little weird things that we do, and we just do them. Yeah. Okay? And... We may not be proud of them, or they might not even be a problem for us. Yeah. Actually, we don't even notice that they're a thing. Yeah. You know? And then, but the other person is like, that's so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> like, whatever you're doing is so annoying. But it's funny, it's, you know, it, this is going to sound terrible, but when, you know, when I was in my early 20s, because I'd come out of a relationship that was really painful yeah. for me, I was just like, I'm not doing that again. Right. I, I was so decimated by it, and I had so little self worth by the end of it. I was like, no, mm. I need to be by myself, become, come back to myself. Mm. So I know who I am. And I'm going to find someone where their quirks I'm totally okay with. Yeah. And it, I didn't know that I was doing that, but I literally would be like, like I'd scan, you know, we'd be at dinner and I'd be listening and I'd be watching and all that sort of stuff. And I'd be like, yeah, that's going to bother me in about eight months from now. <laughs> the whatever he just did or the way that he was really self-serving or the way he was rude to the waiter or mm. the way that he was whatever talked like really derogatorily about somebody. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's going to bother me. Yeah. You know, whatever the thing was. Yep. And when I met Chris, you know, we went out on a couple of dates and I was like scanning. And I was like, huh, okay, these are the little things. They really don't bother me. <laughs> okay, we'll go on and see if I can find a couple more. So we went on a couple more dates. I'm like, they really don't bother me. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know what you're saying. <laughs> so it's sort of like, you know, because it's funny when you first meet somebody, those quirks are like super endearing, potentially for some people like, oh, it's so cute that he's always late or it's so cute that he, whatever. And then like, you know, it's, it's the 14 years later. <laughs> You're always late. I hate it. You know, or whatever the thing is. So find the quirks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See how you are with them. Yeah. And I think like you're saying there, some of these quirks. They're negotiable. Oh, totally. Right? And that's part of the whole relationship as well with trying to find somebody that you can grow with. Will they come to the party? Yes. And will they be happy to, okay, let's find a, an equilibrium here that works for yes. both of us. Yes. You know? And that's perfect because you're segueing right into number six, which is, can you have a difficult conversation with them? Yeah. Now, I remember when I asked Fiona this before originally, she's like, do you mean difficult conversation like I have an STD or do you mean another kind of? Difficult conversation. So just to clarify what I mean by difficult conversation. So what I mean by emotionally difficult is one, like a conversation where it's, especially when you don't know them that well, mm -hmm. that it's safe to have a conversation where it's like, hey, something you said really bothered me mm -hmm. the other day. And I'd like to unpack why, if that's okay with you. Yeah. Or this situation happened and how you treated them or what happened, what unfolded kind of like has been bothering me. Can we talk about it? Mm. So it's like, it's not easy to bring up those those types of situations yeah. 
especially when you're new, yeah. you know, you're just like, is it safe to have this conversation? Because the fear is that if you have that kind of conversation, then the person's going to leave. Yeah. Which is why, again, number one is so important. Yep. Because honest to God, when you start to get to the point that you've cleared enough your distortion and you are happy with yourself, it is okay if they leave. I'm not saying like you're callous and you don't care no. and you're cold, but it's like you don't need them to give you love because you love you. Yeah. And so if they leave, I mean, will you be sad? Of course. Will you grieve it? Yes. But you will get over it. Yeah. You know? I mean, part of that, like coming back to the number one point is part of that self-love is having boundaries, right? Yes. And, you know, firm boundaries that like, no, that is not good for me. Yeah. I will not um, compromise on this. Yes, you know? exactly. And what you can compromise on, you know, exactly. learn that before you even enter into yeah. another relationship with somebody. Yeah. Like, I had uh, somebody that they really liked um, this person. Mm-hmm. And uh, everything matched except for, and he was a, a great kisser, oh. right? And the passion between them was amazing. But he had, at times, bad breath. And she's stop. Like, how do I have that kind of conversation? Yeah. You know? And, and, you know, she did. In the end, she had the conversation. And the guy was shocked. He was like, oh, oh, ma, I didn't even realize. Oh, okay, yeah, I might go to the dentist. He was more than happy and willing to come to the party to fix this because, yeah. I mean, it was a mutual thing that was happening. Yeah. You know? and, yeah. And that in, broke the ice and it meant that, right, future conversations were a lot easier. Yes. kind of conversation. Well, actually, your perfume stinks. Could you stop wearing it, please? Yeah. Yes. And that has happened a lot because I have a friend who's really sensitive to smell yeah. and he'll date certain women and he'll be like, I can't stand it. Like, I... I, I, I want to be sexually attracted to this person, but the smell is so overpowering to me because yeah. the sense of smell is so strong. Yeah. I can't actually get past it. I'm like, you have to tell her. Yes. Now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> or she's going to take it really personally, like there's something wrong with her. But really, it's just that you're allergic to her perfume. Yeah. Right? So perhaps share with her that you have a really sensitive sense of smell, and it's really amazing she has a signature scent. And perhaps we can find a different one, or maybe she doesn't wear it on the days that you have intimacy, Yeah, because she's probably putting it on more, more. when she's doing them. You know, it's like, exactly. okay, he really likes this? I put a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, my God. Oh, dying and actually that's a deal breaker for him i'm like if it's a deal breaker for you you have to say it now yeah exactly exactly so the other thing that i want to say is how are they first of all is it okay for you to fight with each other yeah and are you can you make it through the fight Mm -hmm. so i say this because let me just tell you that yes this is the beginning but the thing is how you are with each other when there's conflict because there is going to be conflict yeah human you're human that has to do with the difficult conversation like how comfortable are you with him mm-hmm. do you feel safe now i don't mean that you necessarily need to like rage at each other <laughs> and like go at each other but you know there's a point where there's conflict and there's no resolution mm. how are you with each other in that situation can you both be like okay all right i'm really angry right now i'm really upset i'm going to remove myself from you and go be with myself to like see how I am. Yeah. Then I'm going to come back having sorted myself through and we're going to, if we can, I'd love to have a discussion. Yeah. But like, can you handle like a fight, so to speak? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And at the beginning, the fight is going to seem like really horrifying. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that they're pleasant, but you know what I mean? It's like charged yeah. and it, it, people get angry and sensitive. And what what's amazing about this is if you get through your first fight and you both can take responsibility for yourself and what it is that charged you in the first place. It creates such a foundation of trust and safety because now when I come back to you and I say, hey, you know, this thing that happened, it makes those difficult conversations easier. Yeah. It really, it really has bothered me and I've been thinking about why. Do you think we can talk about it? Now it's safe. Yeah. Because you've both been able to go to that place of conflict, not just like throw blame and anger and whatever at each other, but been like, okay, how are we going to work through this together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and sometimes it can be yelling and shouting until each person realizes, wait, hang on. Oh, I need a bit of space here. Yeah, you know? yeah. And like you say, that's what, what I think, again, when it comes back to the self-love and boundaries and making sure that truth and honesty and integrity is in there. Right? Totally. 
like being able to have them honest conversations, yeah. that's when you're in that place where you walk away and say, I need to come back. I'll come back, but I need to be with myself first. Yeah. And the other person's doing the same thing. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. That's huge. Yeah. Right? And the thing is, you know, when you have your first disagreement or your first difficult conversation, it's to watch to see how the other person responds. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And can you help each other through those processes? And to watch to see if the person, because for example, can they meet you where you want them to meet you in the sense, can they learn? So let's just say you've, you've met somebody and they haven't done a lot of inner work. Let's just imagine. Yeah. And they don't know how to introspect yet and they don't know how to like figure things out and they don't know how to like take that kind of personal responsibility. Yeah. Are they open to learning how to do that? Yeah. Exactly. And if they give it a go the first time and they're a little like not sure what the hell they're doing and they're angry, which makes it harder. Yeah. Are they willing to give it a go? Yeah. Right? And so the thing is, because some people can't. Some people can't do that. They're not willing to. Yeah. They don't want to. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with you. Yeah. It's just it has them. to do with them. Mm -hmm. If that person cannot do it or isn't willing to or doesn't want to or won't for whatever reason, you have to ask yourself, is this really my Mr. or Mrs. Bright? Yeah. Because if they're not willing to learn, like, look, we're all imperfect. We're all learning. We're yeah. all at different stages. Yeah. But if they're not willing to even be open, it's a big red flag for me. Oh, same. Yeah. If, if the person I'm choosing to spend the life, my life with, mm -hmm. can't see where their part in it is or was, for me, there's no hope. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, if they can't see it, and they want to see it. Yeah. That's different. That's different. But if they really genuinely can't see that they're part of the problem mm -hmm. as well, mm -hmm. then where are you going to go with that? Yeah, nowhere. There's nowhere to go. <laughs> There's nowhere to go. You know, you've just hit a brick wall. Yes. It's like you're sitting at a table trying to have a relationship and no one's sitting with you. Yeah. You know, it's like an empty chair. You're yeah. like, okay, I'm not really sure how to have a conversation with yeah. nothing. Or there's a plate of you know, spaghetti bolognese in front of them, and yeah. it's right there, and you're saying, but there's a plate of spaghetti bolognese right in front. No, there's not. No. no yeah. I don't see it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> 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 there's nothing you can do with that one. No, there's nothing you can do. It's insurmountable. Yeah. Okay, so we're, where we're, are we at now? We have one left. One. So number eight, we'll probably, I'm not exactly sure how to word number eight, actually. Mm -hmm. And it has to do with to not get caught up in the attraction. And the to, shiny? Yeah, the shininess of the person. Okay. So you know how mm. we talked about in the beginning mm. of a relationship, you have all these like, yeah, you know, the chemistry happening. You're like sweaty oh. and the heart's fluttery and the stomach's fluttery. Oh, I've got one. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't even see Gary. I just had the accent straight away. I mean, I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then the blue eyes and then, oh. <laughs> And then I had to figure out, well, wait, what's behind all that? Yeah, you know? exactly. Right. And that's what I mean by it. Mm -hmm. To not get so swept up in the chemistry and the like things that attract you to yeah. him, right? Yeah. So for me, for Chris, it was his hands. Right. I was like, oh, you're really nice. How big are your hands? <laughs> <laughs> his hands and his big green eyes and I was just like oh isn't that cute okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, I, right let me let me bring this in yeah alright okay are we doing it now mm -hmm. so the last point I think is actually kind of critical as well mm -hmm. right so we, we've established that number one, one important thing is self mm -hmm. relationship with self and yeah. loving self enough that you can still look in the mirror and love yourself even when you're having one of them days yes and you know what your boundaries are and you're not willing to compromise on the fundamental boundaries yeah. that help you to keep that love for self yeah right so let's talk about when you first meet that person right yeah. i mean there are so many people you could meet that you could go oh he's yeah. the one you yeah know, she's the one and yeah and then you're, the, the glamour and the shininess and the fun and the chemistry and the passion and you think you're in it. Yeah. And you're kind of in it and you're still in it and you're getting beaten up. Yes. And Or he's sleeping with somebody else or she's sleeping with somebody else. And What happened? Yes. You're right? So what I would say is that when you're in the very beginning, when you're, especially if you're really attracted to somebody, it can be really hard to come back into your center because mm -hmm. all of you is like focus on the other person right yeah. because of all this chemistry that's happening and like as you said this this um 
what they're presenting as themselves. Yeah. It's really important, especially if you're the type of person who has like tons of chemistry with people. You're like, boom, right? Yeah. But it becomes an, it's like really intense. Is it too much for you to come, like, is it so much that you can't come into your center? Yeah. And then know whether those boundaries that you talked about are yeah. being violated. Yeah. Because I've watched friends and acquaintances where they're really, 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 really hyper attracted to the person and they'll do anything for that person, yeah. you know, for like scraps of attention or time or whatever, and they completely lose themselves. Yes. So the thing is, if it's like that kind of crazy chemistry, ask yourself all the time, can I come back into my center? Mm. Can I be aware of my boundaries? And if you can't, ask yourself if this is a healthy relationship. Yeah. Because a lot of women and men will do all kinds of terrible things because they feel like they want that passion, that like chemistry, that, you know what I mean? That thing that mm -hmm. feels so great in that moment. And then if the other person like treats them poorly, mm. it can be really devastating. Yeah. And it can be really hard to recover from that. Yeah. So that would be my eighth point. Although it's not, it sounds like a downer, it isn't. Because yeah. it's about, can you hold within yourself the integrity of you? Yeah, can you say no? Can you say no? It's yeah. like, yeah, I can feel all this crazy chemistry and I know if I'm engaging in this, I'm going to lose myself or it can get, like, I'm going to start to feel bad if you don't pay attention to me, mm. if you don't call me, yeah. if you don't whatever. You know, it gets really, and it's like any kind of attention you mm. they throw at you, you're like, oh, okay, I'll just take that. I'm like, because I've been in that position too. Yeah, and too. your low self-worth can just go nuts because it's like your worth is based on this tiny amount of attention this person is going to give to you. Yeah. And it's not healthy. Mm. It doesn't serve you. It doesn't last. Yeah. Because, or it turns into a very abusive relationship. That's well, kind of what happens. And like you said, you know, if, if it doesn't serve you, like coming back to the number one point, you mm -hmm. know, if your self-worth is being crushed by this, mm -hmm. Get out. Yeah, you get know, out. Just get out. That's mm -hmm. it. Don't even hesitate. Yeah. And do whatever you need to do to break that connection. Yeah. But just get out. Yeah, you know? totally. And a lot of people will be like, well, I have this much chemistry because it's my twin flame, which is back to that one thing that we mm -hmm. talked about. Look, if you were really your twin flame, honestly, or she were your twin flame, they wouldn't be treating you like this. Exactly. So if you're looking for Mr. and Mrs. Right, you're looking for someone who honors you. Yeah. Okay. Who can see your flaws, can support you as you grow through them, and you the same for them. Yeah. It's like you're not trying to meet the perfect person. Yeah. It's not about perfection. It's really about can you find somebody who wants a similar growth trajectory as you? Yeah. And can you be you and love you in that relationship? Exactly. I think we should end it there. Yeah. That's perfect ending. <laughs> For those of you who are new, we're about to start the Group Frequency Calibration, or GFC. This is the most important part of this episode because it's where we actually do the frequency work and where change is catalyzed. So I invite you to settle in and get comfortable. You can sit, stand, or lie down, or if you prefer to walk around slowly, you could even do that too. If during the GFC you find that you start falling asleep, even if you didn't feel tired when you started, just let yourself drift off. That just means that the frequencies are really high and it's more efficient for you to be asleep to integrate them. If this happens, it's good to listen to the GFC portion again a few times until you can stay awake for the whole thing. That's how you'll know you've integrated those higher resonating frequencies. Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations, and many people find that they go into varying degrees of altered state. Please definitely do not drive while listening to this. Okay. Here we go. Welcome everyone to the group frequency calibration for the right kind of attractive, finding Mr. or Mrs. Right. So a lot of times, like we mentioned in the discussion, uh, what blocks us from finding Mr. or Mrs. Right is our own sense of deserving or worthiness of having that kind of partnership. So that is what we are going to be working on today. This is an introductory GFC. 
if low self-worth or non-deserving is a challenge for you, then I do recommend the deep dive on feeling worthy. That would be a great one to jump into. For now, however, let's begin. Settling in. Becoming aware of your body. And as you become aware of your body, becoming aware of the soles of your feet. Now there's a lot to the soles of your feet. There's the curve of your arch, the spread between your toes, the boniness of the balls of your feet, the fleshiness of your heel. Noticing the soles of your feet. Good. And now please become aware of your breath. Just noticing it at first without changing it. And then after a couple of breaths of noticing your breath, allowing your breath to deepen, to become more full, to take up much more time, becoming more at ease. And now please imagine your breath expanding and contracting around you in all directions like a balloon. Cultivating spherical awareness. Now the reason we're doing this is because as you rise in vibration, your awareness becomes spherical. And that will help you with more synchronicities, more non-linear opportunities, or said differently, magic. More inspiration. So it's an important thing to cultivate. Good. And now, please become aware of your surroundings. Becoming aware of the soundscape around you. And noticing the relative distance and direction that the sound is coming from. So, for example, Noticing the hum of the light fixture right above your head. And then further away to your front right, the sound of rain against the window pane. And even further away from that, over your right shoulder, somewhere further in the distance, the sound of traffic. Becoming aware of this soundscape, especially those sounds that are repetitive and close to us that we don't normally pay attention to. Good. Blinking your eyes open, noticing the quality of the light, which changes all the time. And after 
a couple of seconds of noticing the quality of the light. Please triangulate. Now, for those of you who are new, triangulation means to become aware of three inanimate objects in the space around you. What those inanimate objects are is not important. What you're noticing is the distance between each object and you, and then feeling that distance. So, for example, if the armchair is eight feet to you, you would notice that distance of eight feet. And then you would feel that distance of eight feet. And you would do it for objects B and C. And as you do this with each object, your sense of where you are in space becomes much more focused, precise, and clear. Good. Whenever you have completed triangulating, blinking your eyes closed, and bringing your attention to your heart space. Bring a hand or some fingers to this spot to keep your attention in this place. Let's go ahead and take a breath in, inhaling, holding your breath for a count of four. And whenever you finish your four count, releasing your breath at the speed and intensity you prefer, holding your breath out for a count of six. Mm -hmm. And then whenever you have finished this one single long deep breath, breathing normally. And we're just a minute waiting for a minute for the mastermind to coalesce and become coherent. This is important because when it does, it gains a tremendous amount of momentum because it's working really efficiently, which gives you, as the participant, more momentum to release more of your distortions at deeper levels. Whilst we're waiting for that to happen, for those of you who are new, Please know that I'm working on you at the group and subgroup level. That I sometimes work in silence. And that's typically if the frequencies we're working with are extremely high. I also make sound, so you might hear me yawn, hum, or Exhale sharply. And that's typically to release, to hear heavier distortions, not always, but sometimes. And if I say something that really resonates with you, it's likely a distortion pattern that you're running. And if I say something that you really resist, that's also likely a distortion pattern that you're running. So I invite you to remain open, curious, and to examine further.
Yeah. Good. So now that the mastermind has coalesced, bringing your attention to your heart space, asking yourself the question, how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And that question again, for those of you who are new, is how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And as you ask yourself that question, please imagine, sense, feel, or become aware of the space at the center of your body. And as you become aware of this surprisingly vast space, being aware of or imagining or feeling a brilliance from deep within that starts to become even brighter. And as it brightens, it naturally expands outwards in all directions, through all your cells, out through your organs, out through your bone structure, your muscles, your flesh, and out through the pores of your skin. Into the space between your physical body and your spirit body, which is a sphere at arm's length all around you. Noticing the brilliance within the sphere. And now please become aware of the space all around the sphere. And as you become aware of this infinite space, pulling your frequency resonance higher. or said differently, your vibrational level higher. How high your vibrational level is dictates everything from how you feel, how much change you can sustain, your experience of abundance, your experience of life, who you attract. So this is one of the most important things we do together. Excellent. Bringing your attention now, please, to your heart space, right in the center of your chest and your nipple line, all the way down to the base of the groin. 
just a straight line right down through the center of the body. So the first distortion we're going to release is the fear of being um, hurt, rejected, or judged. You know, remember this is within the context of intimate partnership. Now, for some of you, this is many layers deep. We're going to clear the top layers here. Good. Imagining softening into the space or dissolving, melting, dropping into this space between your heart all the way down to the base of your groin. Excellent. And now bringing your attention, please, to your solar plexus between your belly button and the base of your sternum. So as you keep your attention on this space, this has to do with the attachment to the identity that you are now. Okay, so I realize that you won't change or you would not be listening to this meditation. However, sometimes as much as we yearn for something, we can resist letting go of what is known, even if we don't want it anymore because it's comfortable and it's known and it's scary to move into something different and new and unknown. Even if you know perfectly well, it does not serve you. Just think of your relationships or even your closet and what you haven't gotten rid of, even though you don't wear it or you don't want the relationship anymore. Okay? So, releasing that. And as I release this distortion, please imagine, sense, feel, or become aware. a brilliant peacock blue. That expands through this space. Excellent. Becoming aware of the space between your temples and your heart space, please, in the center of your chest. You can bring hands to two of these spots, meaning on either side of the temple if you prefer, and just keep your focus on your heart space, or whatever works for you. So what we're releasing here 
our habituated thoughts of non-worthiness or non-deserving. Okay, now that can show up in a whole bunch of different ways, from self-criticism, why you suck, how you could have done better, what you screwed up, etc. Yeah, why they don't love you, why you're not lovable, why you're not pretty enough, etc. Okay, so it shows up in a variety in in different way of different ways. And if you can imagine a brilliant blackness here. Now, please know that this is the brilliant blackness of the void. Okay. Please do not mistake this for anything weird like darkness. It is the space of absolute potential and absolute dissolution. Kind of like a womb space to some degree. So imagining this brilliant blackness, which bristles with potential, expanding through this space. Mm -hmm. Good. Yep, and right in the heart space in the center of your chest and your nipple line. Releasing these first layers of non-deserving. Why you can't have what it is that you yearn for because you're not enough. Haven't achieved enough. Not attractive enough. Not lovable enough. Not perfect enough, just not enough. Imagining, sensing, feeling that brilliance again from deep within, starting to get brighter and to radiate out through the hard space, out in all directions around you. Good. Bring your attention now, please to the xiphoid process, which is right at the base of your sternum, a big, thick bone in the center of your chest, where ribs meet in front of your body. And about three inches or seven centimeters directly beneath it towards the belly button in a straight line. Clearing out the pain body, because your pain body has a memory of you before the frequency work does it was done. So by clearing out and resetting it, it helps you to integrate into the higher resonating version of you more easily. It only takes a couple of seconds. Good. This brings us to the end of this group frequency calibration. I look forward to working with you on the next GFC. If the topic of this GFC resonates with you, 
it's very likely that more work than can be provided in this one GFC is needed to clear or loosen deeply held distortion patterns in areas that are sticky. Because these patterns are like layers of an onion, usually there are multiple layers to individual topics. Depending on how much of a challenge this topic is for you, it may make sense for you to go deeper than what this one session allows. If you feel this is the case for you, please visit sphericalluminosity.com for more targeted support. If you'd like an opportunity to ask me questions in real time, then subscribe to the Spherical Luminosity YouTube channel and click the reminder bell to be notified when I'm about to go on live. For the latest news about upcoming events and to be notified when sessions with me are released, subscribe to our newsletter. Join us and let's rise together.